Welcome to Inside Sports Fantasy Football. It's Gerald Glassford coming right at you here. And I'll tell you what, we are excited because we're on the verge of another great season of the NFL action out there. A lot of people are ramping up. They're doing last minute checks. They're looking through everything that they can as far as lists, articles, the whole nine yards. It's just so exciting to see another great season of fantasy football right out there for you because those last minute drafts are here. Whether it's Yahoo, whether it's ESPN, or whether it's any other league that's out there, you're going to go ahead and get into those last-minute drafts. And here to help me with our first episode is my good friend. He is the man behind oh, – well, don't tell the other two guys – the voice <laughs> from the underground, the podcast. Tell you what, Dutch, it's just great to have you on the show today. Thank you, Gerald. Happy to be here. We won't – um you know, the other guys, we won't tell them. <laughs> okay, we won't tell them indeed, but TJ and Haas, they're two awesome guys. You guys make up a great trio as far as your show, Voice from the Underground. If you like sports, pop culture, and a side of politics on there for you, check it out today, Voice from the Underground, the podcast. But yep. my friend, we're talking fantasy football today. There's a lot yes. of great things to talk about. We're, we're excited. We're on the verge. It's coming out this week with the Thursday game and all that. So I'm excited to talk about some fantasy football, and we just want to go with this show as far as not inundate everybody out there with a whole bunch of stuff that's going to blow their minds or or go on and on and on for hours on end. We just want to give you some quick hits on what we think you need to go ahead and take care of with your fantasy football team to get you in the right direction. First off, my friend, I want to ask you, there's still a lot of people choosing or thinking about, you know, a league, whether it's ESPN, Yahoo, or someone else that they need to go to as far as where can they start their first or even another fantasy football team. So I ask you, my friend, what are your thoughts on which way do you lean, ESPN or Yahoo or even someone else? It depends on the sport. For football, which is what we're talking, I am all day with Yahoo. I think Yahoo has a lot of folks who do their commentary, like their so-called fantasy experts, like Brad Evans and stuff like that, are kind of goofballs. But at least you do get updated videos that that show you some fantasy perspective on an almost daily basis. Also, just the software itself, I think, is far better. You have more scoring options that you can put in. It's easier to set your lineup. And there's less mistakes than with ESPN. ESPN is horrible with baseball, but they're... They're a little bit better with football, but you also get a little bit more flexibility with what you want to do for scoring with Yahoo. So um, I'm in a Yahoo league. I'm in a, um, uh, an ESPN league. And I also have this other uh, application that I just started using this year called Flea Flicker, which is a little bit interesting. I'm not a super it, – it, the guys who play on Flea Flicker swear by it. it to me, it's new, so I'm not super sold on it yet, but – so far, it is uh, the perspective that they give there, at least on Flea Flicker, I will say, is not your run-of-the-mill roto-wire stuff. It's, it's a little bit more unique, and it's really great for a dynasty league. But as far as your normal platforms, I do prefer uh, Yahoo. I think CBS is probably the best, but who wants to pay them 150 bucks? This is true, but they do provide some of the best free information that's out yeah. there. I will give them that. I, I use them quite liberally when I go ahead and do my drafts. I'm going to tell you as far as if you're an experienced player, I agree with you 100%. I think Yahoo has a better interface. I'm going to say, though, if you're out there and you're just wanting to get into it, just getting your feet wet, I'm going to probably lean towards ESPN because I think it's an easier interface to go ahead, especially from a draft perspective, yeah. to go ahead and select. It's a little bit larger prompts, a little bit easier to select, and a little bit easier to dissect who we're going to pick next, who are the available options. I think it's a little bit easier for first time or very new to fantasy football people. But if you're experienced like you and I, and you're just wanting to get into a free league with a lot of more available options, I think Yahoo is the ticket there as well. So I agree with yeah. you on that sense. But yeah, if you're getting your feet wet, maybe ESPN. ESPN to me is like a baby league. You get started <laughs> with them and then you grow from there. Yeah, they're but, all, we, we've been using uh, Yahoo since... 2003 so i'm used to it <laughs> so i guess i'm i'm somewhat biased fair enough no and i i've used yahoo many times before myself so i'm i'm with you on that one as well but again i'm talking to dutch from the voice from the underground we're here on the inside sports fantasy football podcast 
I know before we actually get into some of the the tips and tricks that you want to come up with when you go ahead and draft that you want to give out there to our listeners, I know it has to start off with the very sudden retirement as far as from a quarterback standpoint and a top-rated one in that in Andrew Luck. Yeah, shocking, right? I mean, shocking but not shocking at the same time. I mean, if if you were going to pick a player – that was going to do that, he would be on the short list of folks who were going to who, who would be making that decision. You know, Drew Brees probably would be also be on that short list, but he seems him and I think Brady want to play till they're in their seventies. But yeah, the luck thing, you know, reverberated quite a bit. I don't have a lot of sympathy for Colts fans, to be honest with you, especially the way that they acted afterwards. But you know, and, and then the Colts let him keep that money, which I find to be very interesting. But as far as from a fantasy perspective, if you already drafted, you're screwed. You know, so I kind of feel bad for those folks. Would but you the, go for his backup? That no. is now the, the starter. No, I mean, some you may not have a choice. It, it depends on the league that you're in. So if you're in a if you're in a standard ten or twelve man league, math is going to favor the fact that there will be a quarterback out there because most teams are not going to have more than two quarterbacks. If you're in a dynasty league, that's a completely different story because teams are going to stock up on four QBs. But if you're in a regular redraft league i think is the name they're using for it now a regular standard league where you draft once a year and you keep those players for a year you know there's usually going to be quarterbacks out there if you figure everybody has two quarterbacks and there's 12 people in your league that's 24 quarterbacks well there's more teams in that is jacoby Brissett going to be the best of those five or six guys that are out there i don't know and who was the other quarterback that you drafted so if you already have andrew luck you know then you might have no choice but to look at Brissett you know, up against someone else, like maybe like a Ryan Fitzpatrick who would be out there. But I'll tell you this, I'd go for Fitzmagic any day over Jacoby Brissett because there's, even though I'm not going to pretend that he's great, you know, he always has that one 40 point game. So, you know, Jacoby Brissett, we don't know what you're going to get. It, it could be better, but you know, if you had any luck, it probably makes sense to pick him up, but you know, you may want to go with three quarterbacks and, and have two, you know, three options on your team rather than two until one of those guys, shows his worth and if he's available if you do have andrew luck and you want to make a steal look into eli manning's backup daniel what's his face i'm blanking daniel jones jones right from the the new york giants the rookie well the yeah. one that uh that a lot of people said was a really bad pick which and over the course of this the preseason he looked pretty good he did and i think that eli's done so i don't see eli playing more than three or four games definitely if he's available, take him because that could give you someone better than Andrew Luck or is maybe close to as good as Andrew Luck, you know, after week five or six or whatever it is. So maybe worth a snag right now because you're kind of in desperation mode. Well, I'll ask you this as well. Jacoby Brissett did get a fat $30 million extension just today as we're recording. Makes no sense. Well, you know, the Colts, I guess, out of desperation or what have you, we'll have to see where it goes from there. But yeah. if there's any other major loss or injury during the course of the preseason that, you know, folks need to keep an eye on or, or need to worry about, I think uh, I think of them, I'm going to say Lamar Miller of the Houston Texans running back for them. That was probably the biggest loss, I think. Or, or is there someone else that I'm not, not catching? Jarek McKinnon, I think, went down for the year. But that's like two years but, in a row for him. Yeah, but like if, if you were counting on him, I had him on my dynasty league, but you know, when I dropped him, I didn't cry. Frankly, I was happy that I traded Lamar Miller three weeks ago before he got hurt. But at the same time, if he had gotten hurt, let's be frank with ourselves, Lamar Miller wasn't gonna win you your championship one way or the other. So, you know, it you're probably far better off without Lamar Miller and his nine points a week than you would have been with him frustrating you. So I don't see the Lamar Miller injury as anything more than minor relevance to fantasy on a, on an aggregate perspective. But as far as like who's been hurt so far, definitely he's probably the largest injury at, at moment, at least from an offensive on the offensive side of the ball. I think for me where it hurts is the fact that the, the depth of running back is probably the issue as far as quality running backs that are going to be able to go ahead and a pinch with due to injury or just bye weeks going to be able to score you some points. So that to me, I think is the biggest loss for fantasy. Yeah, but, but, but here's the thing with running back and we're going to talk about draft strategy. So maybe this is a good segue. 
depending on when you pick. Okay. Now I, I had my first draft that was for, um, you know, a standard league on Saturday. I have my second draft on Wednesday evening. So it depends on where I, I'm going to pick in that draft is what I'm going to do. My overall philosophy typically is stack up on wide receivers early and often. I will take wide receivers with three of my first four picks without any hesitation whatsoever. Because if history tells us anything, stud wide receivers, guys like, you know, even historically, Terrell Owens, your, you know, your Chad Johnsons, your Calvin Johnsons of, of, of in fantasy in, in, from years ago, and even today, you know, your DeAndre Hopkinses of the world and your Michael Thomases of the world, those guys are going to more or less be studs for sure. Odell Beckham's going to be a stud for sure. Antonio Brown probably will be a stud, uh, slightly more risky because it's a new team, new quarterback, and new helmet, right? That seems to be more important to him. But wide receivers, historically speaking, are going to be far more solid picks for you, especially in a PPR league. You may want to go wide receiver you know, with your three of your first four picks for sure. Running back, I don't care about running back for the most part. Now, I'm a bit of an oddity. Now, I did take Christian McCaffrey in my league that I just drafted on with my number three overall pick, but that was because I had the number three overall pick. If I had the fourth pick, I would not have taken Nick Chubb, who went fourth. I would have probably taken you know, a stud-wide receiver. Um, the, the reason for that is, is that every year, in and out, like clockwork, you have five or six running backs who, who next year we will be picking in the first two rounds, but this year we don't even know who they are. Happens every year. Damian Williams was that guy last year. Now, we knew who Damian Williams was from his time in Miami, and you know we knew that he was the backup to um, Kareem Hunt at the time, but we didn't know who he was. For the most part, we didn't think he was going to be any good, but then when it, it, irrelevant to fantasy, but then when Kareem Hunt got suspended, and hurt at the same time. Now he's a super, you know, top three, third round pick at the latest, maybe a second round pick in, in a lot of leagues. So, you know, it's there's always going to be running backs that pop up. There's very infrequently receivers that pop up. So if you look at last year, like there was a so-called stud receiver that was going to be available on the waiver wire halfway through the season. It was Cortland Sutton from the Broncos. Like when, when the Broncos traded Demarius Thomas, to the Texans. All the talk was Cortland Sutton streaming. He's, you know, he's the big hot pickup. I jumped on that. He did nothing for me. You know, now he, that doesn't mean that he can't be good this year and he's not worth a pick, but typically wide receivers are a lot more system dependent. They have to do, you know, they, they don't know the routes as much because they're not working with the, with the first team running backs are almost always working with the with the first team, even the third or fourth string running backs because they'll come in on third down or to spell someone. So they're going to typically be more of an integral part of the offense than a fifth string receiver who is basically working on special teams most of the time. So in my opinion, I am, oh, forget about running back unless you have the chance to get Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, or the fellow from the Saints. Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara, right. I was I knew there was a K in there somewhere. My, oh no worries, no worries. Still early what, here, but yeah. I mean, I, I can understand that because it is top heavy, and I think a lot of people are telling out there as far as you need to go focus in on running backs. You need to focus in on running backs, but there isn't, the, uh, you know, on the surface that many upper echelon running backs that are that we know about. And you're right. Mm -hmm. A lot of times there's going to be like a fourth round running back. That's just happens to be in a system offense. That's catered to that individual. That'll just explode for a thousand yards and, and 50 or 60 catches and maybe eight or nine touchdowns that we didn't even see coming. So yeah. Philip Lindsay is another example from last year. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. You know, then, and he was supposed to be the backup to, to one of the other running backs in Denver, whose name I'm also forgetting. I guess it's, I guess it's forget name day for me. Um, you, uh, Anderson, I believe. Yeah. One of the uh, Anderson guys, there's a, there's a couple, they had two different running backs named Anderson last year, but Philip Lindsay was like, he wasn't drafted high. He was a, a late pick, you know, a, a unsigned free agent and just came out of nowhere and started running the ball. Well, you know, and now this year he's a great running back, not great maybe, but he's a very serviceable running back that you can pick up in round four, five, 
you know, and if you have three stud receivers and Philip Lindsay and maybe someone like Sonny Michelle, who you can also get around the third round or, or so, you're in pretty good shape because you can always add a stud quarterback down the road. Don't touch that dial. Wait, do, do people still use dials? Hey, guys, this is Venice, and I've got a message from a friend of mine about my favorite podcast. It's your boy, Flavor Flav and Full Effect. Check this out, everybody. I want y'all to go check out TJ, Big Hass, you know what I'm saying, and Dutch, because they be fighting the power, talking about social issues, politics, you know what I'm saying? And not only that, but they be keeping the fun with the sports, music, comics, and movies, too. Am I allowed to I talk? Think, I think, no, not right now. Shut Did up, just... colonizer! <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He on Twitter at VFU Podcast. So you can find him. You can find him. So check one, two. This is Flavor Flav. Yeah, boy. Okay. What Flav was trying to say is, check out Voice from the Underground on your favorite podcast network. Who are the top five wide receivers? Since that seems to be your preference and what you lean on, yeah. who are the top five wide receivers in your mind that people should be focusing so on I made, for the next fantasy football I, draft? So, so I, I, I made a few lists here. I actually picked up um, – I had quarterbacks listed first. Let me go to my receivers list for you. Now, as far as ESPN's rankings go, ESPN is ranking them Hopkins, Thomas, Adams, Smith-Schuster, and Julio Jones. That's the ESPN rankings. I think those rankings are bad. Hopkins is a great receiver. If there is any of these guys who I think is risk for an injury, with except for the obvious one with Julio Jones, I would say that Hopkins is, is, is an injury risk. So I'm not sure that I would take him over Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas, I think, is going to get more catches. So I would put Michael Thomas as the number one receiver in fantasy football right now. Especially if you're in a PPR league. If you're if you're not in a PPR league, then maybe not. But the Saints offense looks really good. Drew Brees looks like he still has it, and they should do very well in that division. So to me, Michael Thomas is the number one ranked wide receiver out there. I really like Devontae Adams also. I think Devontae Adams is gonna have a big year. I think he's number two. I think he's also above Hopkins. They're real close. Like if you take one, not the other, you're not gonna like wake up in the morning crying. But I think Devontae Adams has a higher upside simply because I think Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback than um, the, again, here we go, forgetting names of people, Deshaun Watson uh, in Houston. So for me, I would definitely go with with uh, the, the new stud, the new stud out there in Green Bay, um, Devontae Adams. So Juju Smith-Schuster is the truth. I was so devastated I did not get him in my dynasty league when we drafted this summer. I was aiming to get him in the second round, and he went late first. So I was very, very sad about that. I cried some tears. But Juju Smith-Schuster is right there as well. I think that he definitely belongs in that conversation. We have to see how not having A.B. there affects him. We don't really know. Um, it's possible that he could get a lot of double coverage, and I might have to eat my words on this. But at the same time, as far as from a, just a talent perspective and in that offense, you should have uh, some power coming from the running game with James Connors and Jalen Samuel. So, you know, uh, Ben Roethlisberger still seems to have it. Again, he'll probably play till 70s as well. So those are the four guys that I put there for sure. And then Julio Jones, I would not take. I, I think Julio Jones, I unless he like falls to me in the third round, I'm going to pass on Julio Jones because I just don't see him making it through the season healthy, number one. That's not a knock on his talent. He's proven it for years and years and years. He's a possible Hall of Famer. But you have a couple of other options there as well, um, specifically in, Rig in Ridley, uh, guys who are up-and-comers and can stretch the field as well. And Matt Ryan has been very, very up and down, and that offensive line looks like a problem. So I'm very interested to see if, he's, if he makes it through the year. I would definitely go with uh, character issues aside, Tyreek Hill has got to be your number five. In fact, he may even be your number four. Tyreek Hill is a monster. And in that offense, there's he, he's going to have a monster year. Do not be surprised if he hits 2,000 yards. I, I mean, that game against the Rams last year with the Chiefs and Rams was just insane. Now, I mean, again, character issues aside, but I don't draft my character, uh, my fantasy team, based on guys' character. I base it on you know the 100 or 50 bucks or whatever it was that I put in there. 
And then, you know, if you look at it, like you, even if you miss out on all of those guys, like, let's say you have like the 10th pick and those guys are all gone. You still have Beckham. You still have Antonio Brown. You still have Julio Jones. You still have Keaton Allen, Mike Evans, Thielen, Cooper, Edelman, Cooks, Diggs, Woods, Hilton, Galladay, Lockett, Cup, all studs. So, you know, of varying degrees. So it's wide receivers where you want to go early and make sure that you get those guys. And then there's some good sleepers too. Keep an eye on Preston Williams from Miami, the UDFA out of Colorado State. He has been really turning some heads. And uh, I think when Josh Rosen takes that job over at some point in time during the year, um, they already have a pretty decent chemistry from training camp. So keep an eye on Preston Williams as a late sleeper. Maybe I took him in my draft as the very, very last pick. And I would say last but not least, Kirk from the Redskins is another guy that I think is going to have a pretty good year who is not real big on name recognition. There's a lot of receivers who are going to make a big jump this year. There's some names in Carolina. You know, there's some guys in uh, – in, the one guy I would be risky on, though, is um, Jarvis Landry. I would watch Jarvis Landry because even though he sounds good in name, I think he's going to lose a lot of – I mean, targets to OD, uh, Beckham because Beckham commands 25% target share. So be careful with Land. Don't not take him, but you don't want him to be your number one or number two receiver. No, you want to see if you can get him in the middle rounds if he sticks mm-hmm. that long. Yeah. I don't blame you. I don't blame you a bit. Once again, I'm on with Dutch from Voice from the Underground. You got to check out his awesome show today on all podcast apps everywhere. My friend, that leads us from wide receiver transitioning into quarterback. Let's go into quarterback on some of the top choices that are out there. What are your thoughts on quarterback? When should you pick them, and who would you be going for? If you're going to get Mahomes, you have to take him early. Outside of that, wait. I was. In well, a situation- I'm just going to tell you, I waited until the fifth round, and I picked up the second-rated quarterback. I know you didn't. You know you had some trepidation regarding it, but Deshaun Watson, and then to back yeah. him up in the seventh round, I picked up Aaron Rodgers. Well, that's the thing is Deshaun Watson is is probably a better fantasy quarterback, but Aaron Rodgers is a better real life quarterback. So, you know, Aaron Rodgers has not been super great for fantasy reasons for the last couple of years. But if you were to say, who do you want for one year in real life football, you're going to pick Aaron Rodgers 99.9999% of the time. But fantasy is different than reality. So, uh, but Patrick Mahomes is the clear cut number one, second round pick for sure. I'm not going to be the guy that does that, but if you do it, I'm not going to crap on you because he's going to score you 50 points five or six times this year. And that's like, if your average score is 120, it's half your points, right? So, you know, you're going to get five or six wins just off of Mahomes. I'm, again, I'm not huge on Watson. Um, I'm not anti-Watson by any stretch of the imagination, but they have Rodgers. Uh, ESPN ranks Rodgers and Ryan three and four. I knock both of those guys down below the man from Cleveland. Baker Mayfield, I picked up Baker Mayfield in the sixth round in my draft, and I was ecstatic to do so. Um, even though I really, really would have liked to have taken a quarterback in the seventh or eighth round because I could could have waited till the ninth round and picked up Carson Wentz, and I wouldn't have been a bad shape. But I decided to go with Baker Mayfield for one reason. Look at what he did last year. Look how many more weapons there are. You know, he's going to have a lot more protection in the running game. And when Kareem Hunt comes out uh, in about five or six weeks, he's going to have a real solid outlet there to make some big plays as well, in addition to the protection he's getting from that pretty decent offensive line and from having Nick Chubb in the backfield as well. So I think not having Duke Johnson is going to hurt them a little bit for that. Um, but Kareem Hunt will more than be serviceable in, in filling that gap. Baker Mayfield, to me, is your number two quarterback. What about um, throwing out a name to you like this, Jared Goff? Jared Goff's your Jared Goff's your top five, yeah. and and it's and and it's it's absolutely insane that he's ranked. Okay, so ESPN has him one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteenth. Are you insane? They've got Roethlisberger, Brady, and Dak Prescott, and Cam Newton ahead of him. No thank you to all of those guys as a starter. Again, I think you're looking at Mahomes, you're looking at Baker Mayfield, and then probably Matt Ryan in my eye, and then I would say probably Watson after that, and then it's real close between Jared Goff and and and, um, and Aaron Rodgers, and then right after them, Carson Wentz. That, that's, that is nowhere near the way that Yahoo ranks them, or, or I'm sorry, ESPN ranks them in this particular category. So you have to look at, do you want to trust computer or do you want to trust me? 
yes, you don't know me. I, one thing I will tell you about, about my, just briefly is that, I mean, and I'm not, I, I lose a lot too, right? Anybody who plays fantasy wins and we lose. It's all luck basically, but no pun intended if you drafted Andrew Luck. But I, I've been doing this since we did this. When I first started doing fantasy football, much like you, I did it on a piece of notebook paper. You know, we and we emailed each other the scores after we looked and got the scores out of the newspaper. On we didn't know who won sometimes until Wednesday because the Monday night game was late. We got the box scores out of the paper, right? Which didn't come out. The Monday night game sometimes didn't come out till Wednesday morning. You know, so it's like we didn't have this live stuff, and you know, you had to do a lot more research in those days. And I'll tell you right now, quarterback was has never been all that important. Unless you have, you have the 500 page fantasy football guides, the magazines that cost you 14 bucks at Walgreens. Exactly. Right. That's right. So, I remember that. I used to have to, like you said, I had a notebook too, all pen and paper, all had everything written down. And again, everybody had to go ahead and check out the scores back on the, you know, old newspaper because yep. AOL wasn't getting everything done. No, it wasn't. I mean, my, my first uh, fantasy quarterback was Dan Marino. And guess what? It was horrible in fantasy. <laughs> you know, and this was in 1999 or 98. So, you know, my second was Troy Aikman. He got hurt on the first play of the year and ended his career. You know, so it's like, but but I, you can always pick up another quarterback. Quarterbacks are very easily replaced for the most part. If you had any luck, there's some luck there for you. Again, no pun intended. I'm not saying ignore it, but like here, Philip Rivers went undrafted in my league. And this is a league of guys we've been together since the 90s. Like I just said, this league's been together since 1998. And Philip Rivers went undrafted. I got so, a question for you from a viewer right now. I wanted to reach out on with this. and want to thank Rock Out for actually proposing hey. this question to us. Really, truly, truly appreciate it right here on Inside Sports Fantasy Football. He's asking, Cooper or Edelman, PPR? He has Cooper. Cooper but a guy has an element. I think there's a trade that could possibly, you know, your Cooper thoughts Cup. on that. Cooper Cup. Stay, stick with Cooper Cup. Cooper okay. Cup, he, he's testing faster in every single metric since after the injury. He's running faster. He's jumping higher. His agility is better since after the injury. That is unprecedented. You know, it's it, it, it's crazy. Uh, obviously, there's an injury risk there with, with Cooper Cup. But if you're going to tell me there's no injury risk with Julian Edelman, you're insane. His beard weighs him down, you know. So it's and and Brady is getting older every year. I, I this is not an anti-Julian Edelman comment. I would take him in a heartbeat as my WR three. But if I have to have a choice, I took Cooper Cup and Edelman was still available, and I did that for a reason because he's the third tomato on a three tomato offense in the ran of the in in LA here's I, I keep almost saying St. Louis um so would you take him let's say above Amari Cooper of the cow of the Cowboys because around the same about that around the same time around the same time as well you're, you're not going to lose too much with Amari Cooper but the, 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 the difference with Amari Cooper is who's his quarterback and who's Cooper Cup's quarterback Jared Goff's better quarterback than Dak Prescott Dak Prescott can't throw the ball as well as but he needs the offense. I mean, Amari Cooper is going to be a great portion of the offense because of the be fact fine. that they have a running back issue right now. Yeah, he's going to be fine. There's no problem with Amari Cooper whatsoever. I'm not hating on Amari Cooper at all. Um, th the thing with Cooper Cup, though, is is that if you if you have to flip a coin, it's very possible that Woods or Cooks is going to get hurt. And if one of those two guys – sorry about that. If one of those two guys does get hurt, Guess who's going to step into those shoes? It's Cooper so, Cup. So he's clarified at Rockout, and thank you for doing so. It's Amari Cooper. Your thoughts on Amari Cooper or Edelman, as far as that's concerned? Would, you know, no Cooper Cup. <laughs> no. uh, Amari Cooper versus Julian Edelman. The only problem with Amari Cooper is who else does he have to throw to that he has chemistry with? And we're talking about Dak Prescott. Amari Cooper is going to draw a lot of double teams, but I. Edelman had the Patriots are so unpredictable that Julian Edelman will get you 25 points this week and one next week. You know, uh, now I will say not having Gronkowski there is interesting because Edelman's going to sort of pick up that Rob Gronkowski slack that was left behind because to my knowledge, the Patriots have not replaced him with anyone of note at tight end. 
So the problem with Edelman, again, is going to be injury. Amari Cooper, I think, is faster. I think he he doesn't have as good of hands as Edelman does. But I think also the the offense right now, at least early on, is going to be focused on him. On who are we Amari talking Cooper. about? Amari, I, I, I agree with that. But the Patriots are so erratic in who they throw the ball to and, you know, who they're involving in the offense that, you know, especially from a running back perspective, but also from a wide receiver perspective as well. It's tough to, it's tough to trust the Patriots offense for anybody except for Tom terrific. But if you do have to take Edelman again, I'm not, like I said before, not Edelman hating. If you gave me the choice between the two, I would probably go with Amari Cooper over Edelman straight up. But if, you know, if, if you end up with, with Julian Edelman, what's to complain about? You have one of, you know, a, a, you got a top 20 receiver instead of a top maybe 18 receiver. You know, it's probably not going to make or break your season. I don't see but either it, of them making or, break, making or breaking your season. I'll just say this. If you've got a trade right now out there for Julian Edelman for Amari Cooper and you've got Amari Cooper, I'm so, keeping Amari Cooper unless he sweetens the pot. Unless he sweetens the pot. Right? Yeah, he's got to sweeten the pot because right now I think early on Amari Cooper is going to have bigger dividends, or at least early on. I know uh, Edelman's always that you know that that rock, that foundation for Tom Brady as far as to always go through in a, in a pinch. But you know what? I'm gonna, just going to go ahead and say you know what? If you have Amari Cooper, keep him unless he really sweetens the pot and gives you a deal that that you cannot afford to miss. I yeah, want to make sure and let you also back or something then, you know, or, or a different receiver than. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. We'll be right back with more fantasy football. Check out what's been going on with the pop culture Cosmo show and the PCC multiverse. I see the potential for basically like another Netflix kind of paradigm shift where here comes this other major player. They have a ton of resources. Apple could change the way that entertainment is consumed. They say it's the only time this year that you'll have stars from each brand battling each other. And we know it's not going to be the case, but they like to say that and more power to them, I guess. Well, it's a big first step bringing all those superheroes together. There were definitely some parts of the movie that I that I really enjoyed. And then there were some parts that I thought just kind of fell short of expectation. Part of it has to be something to do with how it's being promoted. And this is a thing where audiences do not agree with critics. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse, every week on Apple Podcasts. And over a dozen of your favorite streaming and podcasting options. I want to just thank Blue Crew Chep for going ahead and also becoming a subscriber to our channel. Thank you so much. He has a question in a PPR league. Drop Adrian Peterson for Albert Wilson. He already has depth at running back. Plus, he has a number one waiver spot. So, ooh, very enticing right there. Any input is appreciated by you guys. We just, hey, you know what? We appreciate you asking the question out there, both you and Rock Out. I want to give big props to both of you. Thanks again for doing so on our initial Inside Sports Fantasy Football podcast. My friend, so you've got the choice. You're number one on the waiver wire spot. Would you drop Adrian Peterson for Albert Wilson? The choice is yours. No. And why? Uh, first of all, I would drop Adrian Peterson. Well, I wouldn't drop Adrian Peterson now because Adrian Peterson is going to probably lose that job to Geis at some point in time. I picked Geis. I did not pick Adrian Peterson later. But you um, think he's going to get some early returns for you? I, yes, you'll get early returns out of him where you won't out of Wilson. Wilson's in the Miami offense. He's probably going to be the top option there. He will be prioritized a little bit in that offense. I like Preston Williams better than him as a long, especially if it's a keeper league, then all day long you're going to go Preston Williams. But there's, I, I'm not saying don't take Albert Wilson, but there's got to be somebody else that you could drop other than a running back who's going to probably get you at least be playing for the first five to seven weeks of the season. I, I'm not sure that that's, it, it depends though on who else you have. I don't know if he can answer that question. Like what, what does his depth look like at receiver? Who are his other options? You know, there, there's he's there's actually got be. it right here. Carry on, Mixon, Ronald Jones, Justin Jackson, and it's not a keeper league. Okay, so he has Carry on Johnson. Who else? Joe Mixon, okay. Ronald Jones, and Justin Jackson, and it's not a keeper league. Yeah, so you have two solid running backs there, and a couple of questionable ones. 
I'm going to tell you, Ronald Jones has been feast or famine. He's just very enticing to pick up because of his speed. And oh, yes. oh, Ronald Jones. Okay, yeah. yeah Ronald Jones is better. Is that, then you have three. Okay, I yeah, apologize. I he, that. You know, he gets injured very quickly. He does, but I still wouldn't get rid of Adrian Peterson. I would find you got to have somebody else you can drop. Drop a second kicker, you know, if, if you really want to pick up Wilson. But at the same time, uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't expect much out of Albert Wilson with that Miami. I mean, you'll get some garbage yards, but like, do you really want to wait till the fourth quarter and see that he has three catches for 37 yards every week? And then, uh, you know, hope that he gets you a garbage touchdown in the fourth quarter. Albert Wilson is not going to win you your fantasy league. He's not going to win you many games early on in the season. Cause I'm guessing you have better receivers than that already. Adrian Peterson, if someone, especially if one of your, you know, your running backs goes down, especially Mixon, who's had issues with injury. Um, remember, running backs get hurt all the time. So you want to look at your at your fantasy team like you have a running back store where you have running backs who are maybe not even starting right now. It's depending on your roster spots, of course. You have to have, a, you know, the deeper the league, the more running backs you want to have. I want to say I have seven running backs on my team three of which are probably going to get zero points week one, you know, but it's, I, I'm sort of just hoping that at some point in time, they'll be of some value to me, but you know, that's why I think it's important to go receiver first, because if you're going to go receiver first and you get four stud wide receivers in the first seven or eight picks in the draft, you can just completely stock up on running backs because running backs are so hit or miss. Anyway, look at Todd Gurley. He was taken number one overall last year. He wasn't even playing at the end of the year. Right, so how many people didn't win their league because they invested in Todd Gurley? I'm not saying don't invest in running backs again, but at the same time, you have to. In my opinion, you want to prioritize stud wide receivers and Albert Wilson with Miami Dolphins, and those two quarterbacks throwing to him right now is not one. So, I was born a Dolphins fan. Like I have a soft spot for the Dolphins. I love Dan Marino. I still like the Dolphins, even though I'm more of a Bears fan now. But no, I mean, uh, look at the is is uh, Miller from the Bears available? He may have gone undrafted. I would take him over Albert Wilson. But I think Adrian Peterson, at least early on, is going to get you some points. You, that I, the, you know, if you if you go ahead and put him as a third running back or as a flex, yeah, it depends on if they have a flex in that a flex. Yeah, that's yeah. true. You know, so it's it it depends how many receivers they start. You know, do that that sort of thing. But I I wouldn't have too much of a uh, arousal for albert wilson once again thanks so much to blue crew chep and rock out blue crew chep you know what i would probably say for me i'm going to go with keeping adrian peterson and thank you so much for asking this question again blue crew chep i'm going to go ahead and keep adrian peterson because i have well i have not very much confidence right now what's going on in miami i mean just the you know just the flurry of activity that they've had over the past few days People are trying to figure out exactly what they're going to do as far as an offense or defense. Are they rebuilding? If they're rebuilding, they could be literally one of the worst teams in the league. Oh, yeah. And the other thing is, is if you have Adrian Peterson, you don't want him. You could probably get a better receiver than Albert Wilson. Just offer him in a trade. Yeah. Yeah. That's offer true. Someone that's to trade, offer someone to trade for their 12th round receiver. Absolutely. You know, somebody who looks like they're short at running back. You know, trade is always better than transaction in my eye especially if you're in a league that limits transactions. Yeah. Yeah. And, and once again, thank you so much to blue crew chap and also as well rock out for those great questions. You can always hit us up at any point in time at pop culture cosmos at yahoo.com or pop culture cosmos voice from the underground and inside sports on all of our social media. We cannot thank you enough for going ahead and providing those awesome questions. Mm -hmm. But before we head on out, my friend, two last things. I want to hear your thoughts before we head on out on running backs I okay. know you said not to prioritize them, but there are some running backs that you want to go ahead and key on for your upcoming draft. If you've got a last minute draft, you want to go ahead and check in on. Yeah, for sure. And and, and with running back, it's, um, and again, I'm pulling up my notes here. The, the, the first three are no brainers. Now, a lot of people think Kamara is number one overall. I don't. I think Kamara is number three. I think that you, that, that Christian McCaffrey to me is probably one B. Um, it should be obvious that Saquon Barkley should be one A. The only the only the only problem with uh, with Barkley is the Giants are going to be losing a lot, but they are so committed to the run and so committed to this guy that they could be down by forty points and he'll still be running the ball and getting garbage touchdowns. 
So usually you want to avoid running backs on bad teams or who are in timeshares. Barkley's not on a timeshare. They're not going to abandon the run too more often than not. And he's probably one of their best receivers now that Beckham's gone. Sterling Shepard is not a good that great of a receiver. So, you know, especially if they make a quarterback change, Barkley, number one, McCaffrey, don't feel bad, number two. That's why I was so happy to get him at number three. Again, hope he stays healthy. After those three guys, because Kamara to me is third, wow. I mean, it is difficult. You have Gurley ranked third on ESPN. No. You have David Johnson ranked fourth on ESPN, or I'm sorry, uh, fourth and fifth on ESPN. I saw a guy from ESPN, Brad Evans, said he was going to get 1,900 yards this year. He, I don't know what he's smoking. I would be shocked if David Johnson cracked 1,200 yards. Le'Veon Bell, I don't like him in that offense. I don't like him in that city. People go to New York to die, not only in football, but in basketball as well. You know, <laughs> look at the Knicks. This was totally to get people in the stands. I don't like the Le'Veon Bell situation there. I'm not saying don't take him. Connor would be a good pick. Ezekiel Elliott, we have to see what happens. So there's a, so many question marks there. I would have to say Chubb is the, the, the fourth or fifth best. And definitely one guy who I love is Delvin Cook. I know he's been getting some pressure from some guys on the depth chart, but I really do like Dalvin Cook in Minnesota. He's very, very fast. His hands have been a lot better. So Dalvin Cook's worth looking at in the Well, speaking of Dalvin Cook, let me just say this. Rockout actually wanted to go ahead and pass this along. He just got a trade offer for Cook, Cook for Juju, and Carson and Sony. He got Kay Johnson and Damian Williams. Well, if he already made the trade, then uh, that's, that's not terrible. But uh, but Dalvin I kind of like it. I kind of like yeah. it personally. Dalvin Cook's going to have a good year. I'm telling you right now. And I'll tell you what they have. They have Philip Lindsay ranked way down this list. They have Mixon way down this list. But would they you have, would you trade Cook for Juju and Carson? Because Chris Carson is, I, I think, for Juju and Chris Carson. Yeah, absolutely. Really, I would trade Dalvin Cook for Juju and Carson. Absolutely, and I'll tell you why. Because Juju is going to be played in 16 games. And I can't tell you the same of Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook is, again, a running back. Running backs get hurt. They go down. They get replaced on the depth chart much quicker than wide receivers do. Plus, you're getting Chris Carson, who is also a number one running back back in that trade. Well, that he's actually no, got trade offers, so he hasn't traded anything yet. No, make the trade. If someone is offering you Chris Carson, if you have the opportunity to pick up Richard Penny, you know his backup, Who's been pushing him a little bit? He was a little bit of a bust last year, but uh, if you're able, if he's uh, you know maybe available for on the cheap, you can make someone trade offer. Maybe you could offer Adrian Peterson for Penny. Make the trade for this is the same guy, right? So what you could do is you can make the trade for Carson, offer Adrian Peterson, who you obviously don't like for good reason, to whoever has Penny. Adrian Peterson was for somebody else. Oh, that was a different guy. Okay, yeah. So make a trade and try to get Penny. I'm assuming someone owns him. They probably picked him late. He's probably not too valued by them. You can probably get him for, you know, a, a wide receiver or a couple of running backs. Because if you can put Carson and Penny on the same team together, you've now handcuffed everything. So you want to be in a situation where you're protecting yourself in case Carson does get usurped. But the, the odds that he gets usurped are not that much higher than Dalvin Cook. I mean, Dalvin Cook's could possibly lose his job as well. I mean, he's lost it before since he's been, and he's only been on that team for two and a half years. So, but I would make that trade all day long because Juju, put it this way, Juju Smith-Schuster was a second round pick. He's Dalvin got Cook. Hopkins and Amari Cooper. So just yeah, to let you know. Think how good your receivers are going to be. You have three studs. You know, you oh. can always replace a running back. I mean, if you can get your hands on Juju Smith-Schuster and then get Chris Carson on top of it, I think you got to go with that. It's a no-brainer. I mean, it, it, you can always replace a running back. You can always replace a running back. Somebody will be available. You just have to be fast on the trigger. You know, somebody will be available. And, and here's a, a tip that I'll give you, especially if you decide to go low on running back. When you, depending on how your waivers work, usually they work on a rotating waiver, where if you use a waiver, you get you, you move to 10, right? If you have a waiver in the top three, feel better because when that stud running back becomes available week six or seven or eight, you don't use your waiver unless it's a no brainer that that guy's going to be a stud for your team. 
So you want to keep that waiver because we understand under most on, in most leagues, your waiver system works where during the week, everybody goes on waivers at, you know, as soon as the first game starts on Sunday and they stay on waivers until Tuesday. If that is the way your league works, which 90% of leagues do keep your waiver, try to get that number one waiver priority, especially if you are thinner and running back, because that will help you because when example, when, Kareem Hunt got hurt last year. I had the number one waiver. So I got Damian Williams, right? Only because I had, if I had the number two waiver, I would not have gotten Damian Williams, right? So people were like, oh man, you're so lucky you get Damian Williams. No, I'm not lucky. I went for the top waiver and I, when I got it, I held on to it and just use it to pick up, you know, some fourth string wide out from Houston. You know what I mean? You, you have to value that waiver because the number one, regardless if it's baseball, basketball, or football, the number one waiver is always very, very important, you know, it, regardless of the fantasy format. So especially if you're weak on running back, because, no, you know, the odds that somebody's going to drop Odell Beckham Jr. is almost none. But the odds that somebody's going to have a running back get hurt, and then they're going to be like, oh, I need to pick up uh, such and such as backup. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself a lot here. I'm, there's a lot of speculation. I get that. But – there's a lot of strategy to fantasy football and then that and, and, there is that you know, there is my friend, but it's almost all, but it, it sucks because you have the good, sometimes you have great strategy, but you still have bad luck, you know? So it is what it is. We'll be right back with more fantasy football. Listen up all you gamers out there. Miracle fruit oil is ramping up the deals on its awesome Vitabrace gaming wristband. Vitabrace is clinically proven to help improve your gaming performance. Vitabrace will help you achieve your gaming goals, whether it's that single-player campaign, retro classic, or battle royale. Head on over today to MiracleFruitOil.com, and if you use the code VITABRACE50, you'll get half off on a Vitabrace gaming wristband, or use the code BUYONE-GET-ONE, and it's buy one, get one free. That's right, just use the code VITABRACE50, or buy and the number one, get and the number one today to get some great deals on some Vitabrace gaming wristbands. So check it out today at MiracleFruitOil.com. Vitabrace, win with it. But once again, I just want to thank both Rockout and also Blue Crew Chep for providing their input. And actually, you know, I think both those guys are going to have a great season. I think they've got some really nice rosters from what they were able to describe to us. I think a lot of things are going to go well for them because they're they're approaching it in the right fashion. So I definitely yeah, see some good. Yeah, exactly. We'd love to hear from both of you guys, uh, you know, how well you're doing over the course of the season and love to see if everything pays off for the both of you. But again, if you have any questions, just reach out to us on Inside Sports, Pop Culture Cosmos, or Voice from the Underground, the podcast. We all have social media all over the place or email us popculturecosmos at yahoo.com. My friend, it's been a great episode. A little bit longer than what I thought because we had some great questions. What did you expect? <laughs> we had some interactivity. It was just awesome to hear and just awesome to see all that interactivity of people just chiming in with their questions and whatnot. Just, just couldn't thank them enough for doing so. But I got to ask you, my friend, you know, before we head on out, a lot of things were going on in as far as pop culture, politics, sports, and all that. And with the NFL season coming even more, but a lot of that information they're going to go ahead and get every week on the voice from the underground, the podcast. They will. And if you guys want to follow me on Twitter, you can do that. I post a lot of political ramblings on there, but if you want to ask me fantasy stuff, I'm all in for that all the time. Though my Twitter is mostly political, but my Twitter is at Dutch, like the nationality, D-U-T-C-H, Jason. So at Dutch Jason, but Jason is spelled J-A-S-E-N. So at Dutch Jason on Twitter, you can also... Email the show at vfupodcast at gmail.com. That's vfupodcast at gmail if you have any questions or you want to do that. Or you can check out my web show, which is mostly political, a little bit of pop culture as well. It's called All Things Equal on YouTube. You can also check out Voice from the Underground, which is my podcast on every single fantasy app. So, you know, if it's if it's a, um, a fantasy did i say fantasy app you every just pod, fantasy got fantasy football app. on the brand yeah. yes on no pot on no fantasy apps on all podcast apps yes yes so we definitely appreciate any feedback that you want to drop 
Absolutely, absolutely. And for me, again, it's popculturecosmos at yahoo.com. You can easily email it. And if you're looking for Dutch and, and you weren't sure about getting that information that he provided, I can always forward it to him and he could be able to answer you directly as well. Plus, oh, sure. again, VFU, the podcast, Inside Sports, and Pop Culture Cosmos on all social media. We're out there. And check out our shows at Pop Culture Cosmos. We do two pop culture shows each and every week, and they drop on every single podcast outlet every Monday and Friday. My friend, it's been great talking some fantasy football. I know you and I have been both itching to try and get this done as far as yeah. with other people, but we had to come the together season, and do it. I hope snuck to, up on us. Exactly, exactly. And I hope to get a chance to talk to you throughout the season. I'm going to have on more guests as well. Looking forward to it as far as for inside sports, fantasy football. Just cannot thank you enough. Any last thoughts on the season coming up? going to be a fun season i'm hoping that we get the rams chief super bowl that we should have had last year <laughs> uh but outside of the, because it because uh, just because i think it'll be a lot of uh, a fun game i think the last thing i'll say is don't sleep on tree cohen because tree cohen's gonna have a big year with the bears so he's been going late so target him too but thank you gerald we appreciate it and I'll, always happy to have you as a friend oh always happy to have you as a friend uh, as well and i'll tell you what Always great to be on your shows and have, love having you guys on our shows as well. I, I hope everybody today got a chance and got a good idea of, of who to pick, who to look out for, and what to expect coming up in this fantasy football season right here on Inside Sports Fantasy Football. <laughs>